Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We are here. The off-season is ticking down closer and closer. If you haven't listened yet, we had an incredible episode with JoJo and Jordan that was shared last week. It was the first time I'd spoken to JoJo in seven years. It was uh, it was great. I felt like we touched on everything that I would want to touch on. And there were actually things, Ashley, that I wanted to like talk to her about. And, I, and I'm glad mm-hmm. we got to do it on the podcast. I'm glad you did too. I've read some messages about the podcast and one that came up a few times was that you guys both seemingly forgot about the episode of your show with Lauren was called happily ever after where you sat down for a meal with Jojo and Jordan. Why did you both quote, forget that? Well, I don't think we forgot it. It's forgettable. Meaning it never, it wasn't anything. It, It was so fresh after the show. Uh, we didn't really talk about anything and cameras were all around us. So we never really got to dive in. Like I felt like the podcast was the first time we actually got to authentically dive into, Hey, how did that make you feel? Did, were you, were you angry with me? Was I angry with you? Um, like those things didn't happen on the show because one, it was so fresh Two, It wasn't really why we were there. We were kind of there for this, like, Hey, we're all good. We're moving on. And it wasn't true. You know, it wasn't re- it wasn't real. It, it it was 
it was still very painful, uh, especially for Lauren. And it was awkward for me. I don't know how Jordan and Jojo felt. Um, but no, we didn't forget about it. It just, this is the first real, con- I, I guess maybe the better way to say it is this is the first real conversation we have had since that sit down lunch. Did you guys talk at all off camera there or no. was it mostly all camera? It was all camera. It was, okay. actually, I'm telling you, it was one of those moments. I mean, this is only a few months after her time on The Bachelorette. It was one of those moments where it's like, I don't think this is healthy. Uh, this isn't true. Like, I'm glad that she's, you know, like, we're going to see her happy. I'm glad she's going to see us happy. That's all great. But there wasn't like a moment for healing because it was still so real. It was still so fresh. We hadn't, we hadn't moved on. None of us had like fully to where we're like, okay, our lives are now settled. Let's get back together again to talk about this. Um, and there was no talking off camera. It was very awkward. I would say like when the cameras were down, it was very like, Hey, I'll go do my thing. You go do your thing. We're not like chit chatting. Do you want to talk a little bit about how happily ever after was very soft scripted and it made you feel a bit uncomfortable filming? Yeah, I can. Uh, you know, it was, it was was an interesting season in my life where, uh, I wanted to get involved, um, in like public works of some kind. Mm-hmm. and the show came and said, Hey, how about you run for office? And I said, that sounds great. And we set it all up and we filmed for six weeks and I campaigned. Um, and then, you know, the Republican party, which I was running under had changed a lot. You know, if you remember 2016, it was a, it was a really uh, transitional time for the party and things became very hostile. And, uh, and I couldn't, I didn't really have, you know, this is personal. I don't really have a tri- like a tribe when it comes to politics that I fit in anymore because, mm-hmm. and, and I felt that during that time. And so um, it was agreed upon by everybody that I remove myself from the race because I uh, was no longer liking, you know, the path forward uh, with what I was running for. And then this show said, well, we still have a show. What do you guys want to do? And we said, well, I don't know. And they said, well, let's film your life. And so it was kind of like everything. So they filmed stuff and they scrapped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Um, and then, you know, happily ever after question mark was, uh, you know, originally the plan was like <laughs> question I said, mark. Yeah, I guess the question mark is critical. It, it was critical. And it, it kind of they they definitely made sure to emphasize the question mark. And so they knew Lauren and I so well at the time that they knew every issue we were having. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were around us. I mean, it was a 7 a.m. start, 7 p.m. end in our you know little house in Denver. And um, and they kind of would say every day, like, hey, today we're going to go look at new houses. And I would say, I don't think that's smart. Uh, that's a conversation we haven't yet had. And when we do have it, it doesn't feel like we are on the same page. And so it just doesn't feel good to put ourselves back into a conversation that we're having. And they would say, perfect. And then they would do it. Um, <laughs> you know, and it, 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 over time, I mean, I'm very, it's weird to say now, I'm very thankful for that show because I do think it highlighted for both of us what we were really looking for and what we were really needing in a partner. And I think that show showed us, hey, we're not compatible uh, mm-hmm. long term. And obviously it led me to my wife and it led her to her husband. And I'm, I don't, I mean, I think we would have probably gotten there anyways, but I think the show expedited that. Uh, but it was, you know, very, um, 
it was just, you know, it was like, it was like taking things in our life and exploding them. And sometimes it was harder to um, handle than others. Sometimes it hurt worse than others. Sometimes, you know, the marriage conversation, right? I mean, I remember when that came up, you know, I got blamed for having cold feet. Neither of us wanted to get married. Like it was not, we were Mm -hmm. not in a healthy place. And so I was just taking kind of the sword for both of us to say, yeah, we're not ready for this. And that was the conversation we were having behind the scenes. I'm okay that, you know, people said, hey, he's not ready. I wasn't. Uh, I was so was true. I wasn't ready to marry her. And I never was, um, you know, once we started to get to know each other. So, yeah, Happily Ever After was like soft scripted in the sense that they kind of, I mean, if you watched every episode, those were things going on in our life that, that they then emphasized on the show and put us in a position to either really have like hard you know, conversations publicly with cameras around or fake it. And after a while, you just can't fake it anymore. Um, we're not actors and actresses. During the JoJo interview, you said that Jess was at work. You know, she kind of knew that you were doing it, you know, today, but whatever, you know, it was not a big deal. You never thought that like mm-hmm. Jess would care at all that you were talking to JoJo. Did you guys like debrief on the interview later when she got home? A little bit. Um, you know, she, like I said uh, during the interview, like she wouldn't, or during our time together, like Jessica wants whatever is best for me and my work and all those things, as long as it's not detrimental to our relationship. And that talking to JoJo is obviously not detrimental to our relationship. Uh, we did get to talk about it with her family because we spent the weekend, Ooh. and I'll talk more about this in New Hampshire this weekend with her family. It was awesome. Uh, my parents were out here watching Waylon in Denver. Uh, we were at dinner, and I just brought up to her family. I was like, you know, because her mom listens and very thankful for that because she does. She's a good supporter. Um, so sweet. But I didn't want her, you know, her mom because her mom is still her mom and, and protective to be like, Ben interviewed JoJo and the headlines and the, you know, little promos seem to mm-hmm. make this very <laughs> awkward, awkward and yeah. weird. And I, so I just said, hey, I got to interview JoJo today. And I said, you want to know something wild that I kind of, in a sense, forgotten was that right before I came to meet you guys for the first time, I saw JoJo and Jordan in the airport. How wild is that? So we got to talk about that, which was great. Um, because I think that's such a cool story. And I think JoJo's right where it was... I didn't. It wasn't something I needed. It wasn't something that I wanted. But it was a great reminder walking into that day of, gosh, like life is moving on and I am so happy about it. And I'm happy for her and I'm happy for me. And, uh, and this is just a wild way to start this new chapter in my life. Um, that's obviously became a huge chapter. And so we got to talk about that. Um, Jessica hasn't been very inquisitive when it comes to the interview, just because, you know, I think she, she gets it, you know, she gets that this is part of my work and she gets that, you know, I think her confidence in my relationship with Jessica and how I view her and how I see her and I want to spend my life with her is very strong. And so she's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's great that you got to do that. Uh, and I mean it when I say that Jessica and I've had conversations and this is for anybody I have personally seen in my life that, you know, I've had some amazing people that I've dated, some incredible humans. And it's weird when those relationships end because, you know, they've had such a big part of your life. I'm not saying you need to be best friends. I'm not saying you need to keep in contact, but what I am saying is there seems to be something really healthy, um, that happens when you can, move on knowing that each of you have mutual support, respect, care for the other person and that you want to see them thrive and survive. 
um, you know, those are those. And so I, that kind of was at the interview was for me. It was just another moment to tell Jojo, I think you're great. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you were such a great person to have on the show, you know, during that season. Uh, and, uh, and this is so fun to be able to now like know that you and I both care. And I got text Jordan afterwards too. Uh, after the you interview. guys going to golf, we're going to golf. <laughs> I meant it when I said it, we're going to golf. We're going to hang out. Uh, I think he's awesome. And, uh, I would love to do that. It just as, you know, friends. So really glad that interview happened. Um, really happy about it. And, uh, I think only good can come from it, including all of you listening. <laughs> Don't get annoyed at me. <laughs> I'm a stickler when it comes to facts and a story being straight. I was thinking, I remember the first time that you ever met Jess in person was when you flew her out to Denver. Yeah. She got out of the car yeah. and then you were like, what do I do? Do I kiss her? And yeah. then you kissed her on your first in-person hello. But then you said that in Nashville... It was the first time that you met her and family. you passed by them. Family. Okay. Okay. So we're going to clear. Okay. That was the first time you met her family. That was the first time you went to Nashville to visit her. Yeah. It was the first time okay. I arrived in Nashville to visit her. It okay. was, um, man, gosh, it had to be. So she came out. It was probably a week or two after here. But yeah, it was the first time I met her family. Okay. Ashley, before we move on to headlines today, I did get to spend the weekend in New Hampshire. Uh, I just got back and then I went to DC uh, for Project Hope board meeting for about eight hours. So I flew from Manchester, New Hampshire to Washington, DC, flew back late last night. We got to go to New Hampshire to celebrate my father-in-law's 60th birthday. The whole family oh, happy came. birthday! Yeah, so I just want to say happy birthday. It was an incredible weekend. As I said, we had uh, Jessica and I are feeling full of love because my parents were out here in Denver for about 10 days. They watched Waylon when we left, but then they got to hang out with us uh, for a bit when we were here for about a week. Um, and then we went on to see her family in New Hampshire. It, we had a, a really good time. Uh, if you're in New Hampshire and you get a chance, stop by Fisher Cat Stadium to watch Philip Clark, my uh, brother-in-law, play. Um, oh, cool. Because he's playing for the Fisher Cats this year. And uh, and so we got to do that. So happy 60th birthday, Jay Clark. Uh, love him a ton. The best father-in-law in the world. And we had a really, really good time. That's so nice. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America. 
America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Before we move on to headlines, I just want to bring up something funny that just happened. What? We just got a quick interruption um, by Waylon, you know, yeah. Ben's dog. And apparently he was chewing on his slipper, but Ben yeah. talks to his dog in the most respectful way. He goes, Waylon, could you please not chew my slipper? That's my good slipper. Um, I, I, I don't think that's fair to me because that's just not right. <laughs> so there's two funny things here. One, you talk to him so you know, maturely. And secondly, you have good slippers versus bad slippers. And our producer Easton was thinking like, he's imagining you in your, in a robe with mm. your good slippers on smoking a pipe. Now that's yeah. not too far off from reality. Is no, it? It's not too far off. I mean, these are my good Ugg slippers. You know, the ones. That oh are, yeah. Those, those are, are actually good ones. Jared had a pair too. And Tom Brady was of course advertising for him about a decade ago. They're, they're so Long nice. hair. Um, yeah. And then I have my out outdoor slippers. He's not allowed to have those either, but the Uggs are very um, sacred to me and he was chewing on it and he's never done that before ever. And so I'm confused and that's why I wanted to talk to him and just you know, make him know that this is not common. This is not normal behavior for that's you. It's not fair to me. Yeah. He was trying to get my attention. Um, I have a theory that if I talk to my dog with respect and I don't um, yell, then mm -hmm. he will match my maturity. I love that. I don't know if it's true yet, but we're, we're, we're working on it. It hasn't proven true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to headlines. Here we go. Um, first headline is this. Did Bachelor in Paradise's Brandon Jones cheat on ex Serene Russell before breakup? This according to Yahoo. Goodness gracious. Um, I hope not. 
Okay, so we all know that Brandon and Serene broke up a couple weeks ago, or they announced their split a few weeks ago. Well, there was a video that started circulating in May that showed him at a club in San Diego with a other girl. Um, so obviously people are wondering if he and this other girl are the reasoning behind the split. Now, it was three days before. There was apparently the video was taken three days before they confirmed their split. I also oddly received an email that was from a random person with like no details, just titled like Brandon. And there was a photo. And I think that they wanted me to bring it up on the podcast. But then, of course, Reality Steve actually reports it. And um, I think there's just like speculation now. And I, the question is, were they broken up and they just didn't announce the split? Or was he actually cheating on her? Uh, I don't think I personally don't think Brandon's dumb enough to go out in public when with another woman when he's publicly supposedly in a relationship with one of Bachelor Nation's favorites. Well, I would say I would believe that same thing, but we've been shocked before by the <laughs> behavior of people that think they can get away with stuff. I hope not. Um, this is a this was a weird one to have split because I know you and I we've said it before. We really thought this couple was. Uh, in for the long haul together. Um, they made a lot of sense. Uh, it's still weird to to see their names in a split kind of coming after that. Uh, but, you know, we don't want to start a rumor here. We don't want to make assumptions here. All we know is that that rumor is out there. And uh, Ashley did receive a picture. Reality Steve has reported on it. And Yahoo is covering an article about it. I can also just say that, like, I have inside sources that have basically told me that there was trouble there for sure. a long time before the split was announced. So yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised if they were actually split up. I'm not trying to defend Brendan and yeah. him obviously moving on quickly or possibly cheating. But I just like I I know that it was it was coming. Yeah. Well, the next headline is this. Uh, people have been emailing asking about the updates. And, well, we're here to give it to you. The Bachelor star Deanna Pappas settles custody battle. This according to Yahoo as well. All right. Well, we wouldn't talk about these dirty deets if they weren't totally out there for the world to see. So their custody agreement says that um, the the parent having the children like during the custody period has to be abstaining from narcotics, dangerous drugs, within 12 hours of their custody periods. And also says that neither party, parent, shall drink in excess of the legal limit during their custody periods or have a child or children in their custody when being intoxicated. Now, is this, now just to be clear, I wonder if this is just uh, typical language for yeah, any. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think. It, I would assume that this is an agreement that is it's pretty typical, typical um, when it comes to like custody battles like that. You just kind of agree to sign this and say, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It goes on to say that neither party shall operate or attempt to operate a motor vehicle with the children in the car. If they've consumed alcohol in excess of the legal limit. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, yes, this all <laughs> makes sense. This is not like yeah. shocking and there's not like, I I mean, I don't know enough about that. I don't know. You guys let us know about custody battles and this is typical, but I would imagine this isn't every agreement that happens. This is also interesting. And I don't know that this is, Typical it says there was also an agreement made not to trash one another in front of the kids. 
I don't know if that's typical either. It's kind of interesting to hear what you know two parties do agree upon uh, and what's important through the process. So that's interesting. But yeah, I, I don't think this is like shocking for anybody that's gone through this before. I'm assuming these are um, very normal conversations and very normal agreements. I'm assuming, I mean, also, there's like so, so many times, how many times we're going to say assume, but um, if I was in a divorce situation with kids, you would think that like, if you don't abide by this, like say you do get in trouble for those things, then you would fight for, it would be easier for you to get sole custody after those incidents. Sure. And that's why they're in there. Sure. Anyway, moving on. That's the agreement. So do we have any clarity, Ashley, on uh, the like, timing like who is getting no. full co- okay there's no clarity on who no uh, i was thinking i was thinking that's what the article was going to be about like yeah. oh wow shocking one of them has full custody or something like that yeah what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet that's why pamper swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100 percent leak proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy we have been a pampers family since the start with dawson it takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works and for us pampers really works Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. 
that personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Next headline is this. Wells Adams shares hilarious update from day two of filming Bachelor in Paradise. So filming is happening. Wells is down there, and he's been great on his social media about keeping us at least uh, seeing Paradise, seeing the beach. And uh, it feels like so far the energy is really good. It's actually quite hilarious. So he says that there are just a bunch of Gen Zers on the beach and he has no idea what they're talking about. Mm. This is his rundown from day two. He says there's a lot of talk about vibes, good vibes, bad vibes. The vibes are off. I don't know. What? There are also a lot of keys being thrown around a bunch. There are high keys, low keys, a low key. I don't know what the F you're talking about. (laughs) And then he says, oh, yeah, and flags. Flags are a big thing. I'm talking red flags, green flags, and beige flags. Beige flags, which I also just learned about what a beige flag is last week, is it's not really a problem, he says, and he really he really defines it well here. He says it's more like an idiosyncrasy of your character. I heard someone say yesterday that I'm confusion. He goes, those are the exact words. It wasn't like I'm confused. It is I'm confusion. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> ben, do you, what do you think a beige flag of yours is? Because when we were talking about this on my other podcast, we we're talking about how like Jared's beige flag would probably be that he's like so obsessed with Tom Brady that it like could be mildly concerning to some. Mm. Mine is uh, Jessica and I just did the a brain scan with a company called Brain Code out of Denver. They told me I need to get um, some therapy before I become a dad because I play in my head every scenario. Uh, my beige flag would be like I worry I worry about everything, but I also play the good scenarios in my head, the bad scenarios, and then that's how my brain works. And so before I become a father, uh, I need to get some work done because I just worry about everything. So my beige flag would just be, hey, he's he is in his own head often. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a beige flag or is that like a red flag? Well, that's definitely not a red flag. I think that's being human. I think that's the hard thing about beige flags. Gen Sears and their beige flags, you know, um, is that you just like don't really, they're just not that concerning. So why are we calling it a flag in any, in any way? Why don't we just call it like, oh, that's quirky. Oh, that's a nice quirk of you. Oh, that's an interesting element of your personality. I'm getting old. (laughs) I'm getting old. Hey, uh, Next update is this Bachelor in Paradise is uh, Raven Gates and Adam had, you know, Raven is pregnant. They soaked up the Italian sun on Baby Moon. Baby Moons are becoming more and more popular. I never knew about them until, you know, people started doing them and I started seeing social media. But they said they had a great trip. They 10 out of 10 would recommend. I would like to do a baby moon before getting pregnant because sure. when you're pregnant, I just, uh, yeah, no, not feeling my most beautiful and vacationy. But these two look just like, they're just the freaking cutest. They went to Rome and Florence and then they went to Lake Como. And Adam said some interesting things about this trip. One, he said that they'd like to do one big trip, just the two of them each year to connect as a couple, which I think is great advice. Um, 
Then he also said that they had a travel agent do this, plan it for them. He said they've done this many times more than you have. He also suggested getting good mileage credit, a good mileage credit card to rack up the miles, of course, to help with travel deals and um, other things that they did. They like they chartered a boat for the day. They had the best pizza. They said that Lake Como was pretty much like the most low key relaxing of the places that they went. They also went to the Coliseum. That sounds awesome. I'm going to Italy in September. Super pumped. Um, Okay, next headline. Bachelor star Matt James' uh, mom is in talks to appear on spinoff for seniors, The Golden Bachelor. Uh, Ashley, I never really thought about this. She'd be incredible on it. I also have a follow-up question for you. Do we know if Matt James and Rachel are still together? Okay, so according to my my deductions, my stalking abilities, it seems like they are still together because they seemed to have actually been in the same place this week together at like a party. Okay. Because there was another influencer that documented the two of them there currently on that day. So it wasn't like they were posting old footage. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Makes so sense. So I'm like really relieved by that. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, like, I just really want them to be together. Sure. It makes sense. <laughs> but they definitely had some time physically apart over the past month or so. That happened. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, it makes sense uh, that uh, Matt James's mom would be on the show. She's beautiful. She but does pretty- it? Because yeah. Because Matt doesn't like love his time from the show. Even he, though he met Rachel through it, you know, like, I don't think he like thinks highly or whatever suggest or would ever be part of it again himself. So it's interesting that he would be down for his mom to do it. I don't know. Don't you? No, um, I think he probably likes the show more than what we know. I mean, oh, okay. nobody think about what it's done for his life. He met his, or at least what we assume is his partner. He started a whole new career from it. He's getting to do all these marathons and these food tours. Like, I mean, I know there was some like difficulty through it, but I bet now if he looks back, he's like, he's happy with where it spit him out. Well, I really want them to come on the podcast. Let's bring them on. Let's bring them on. That's how we really want. They're like the next one that I feel like is difficult to get, but really, really important. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be great. Okay. Uh, Congratulations to Emily Ferguson and her husband, William Carlson. Uh, Obviously we did announce on the podcast uh, that they did have their son Beckham and also, her husband just won the Stanley Cup. There's a beautiful picture where she puts Beckham in the Stanley Cup. What a picture to have framed on your in your office one day, your son in the Stanley Cup. What an incredible celebration. Blow it up and put it uh, above the fireplace. Yeah, I know. How cool is that? So the baby Super is cool. one month old, little Beckham, and he's, he's in the Stanley Cup. Too cool. I have a question for you about sports. The Stanley Cup, is it... Uh, passed around each year or is it just created new each year? It's, uh, I mean, there's always replicas, but it's it's passed around uh, because oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, people drink out of it. It's been dented before. It needs to be fixed. Uh, there is definitely like one Stanley Cup. Okay, so it's not like the Super Bowl trophies no. where like they are in the display case at the facility. Well, I don't think those are the real. I mean, those aren't the real ones. Obviously, they're replicas. Um, and I think once the team has to pass it on, then they'll get like a replica that will they'll be able to show off. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I want to know where the Stanley Cup lives or any <laughs> of these. Tro- yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a place that everybody knows that loves hockey, but um, it's interesting. Congratulations to to Las Vegas on the win. It was a great series, a great uh, 
playoffs for them. They really dominated and uh, very exciting. I'm sure all of them are celebrating um, in big ways. Actually, I don't think we've talked about this, but this is a headline that I have some secret info. I've, I think I've shared this. I love secret info from Ben. Well, Dean Ungler has been out in, uh, in Denver quite a bit and he's living out of his truck as he does, like not a van, his truck. Yeah. What, what, when does the the crossover happen? Well, there's a reason that he's living out of his truck because he is hiking all the 14ers in Denver, you know, as I've said, you mentioned, Uh um, and, uh, he's just kind of cruising around because a lot of these have hard trails and the van wouldn't be able to get up there. So he had to do it out of his truck. He's going to be living out of his truck till they get married. Um, they're in Bali right now. So he's going back and forth. Uh, but if you're out there, just uh, send Dean a message and say, best of luck, follow that journey. It's going to be wild. I cannot tell you how impressive it is if he gets even half of them done in one summer. It's going to be cool. Uh, Ashley, that's all the headlines we have today. Uh, we will be preparing and digging in this week to get uh, ramped up for the very first episode of The Bachelorette, which will be airing um, very soon. And uh, also Bachelor in Paradise is filming. And so we'll probably start getting some rumors, uh, some headlines from that. It's going to be a good week. Uh, just a little bit more time in the off season. It's been a quick off season, a really good off season for us. Make sure you go back and listen to past episodes of Almost Famous uh, OG and also the interview with JoJo and Jordan. But until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See ya. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.